This time on TNT. Which Canadian celebrity may or may not have broken my wrist playing street hockey? We play Talk About Reverse Edition. And Jer's Crazy Canadianity Day in LA. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hello. Hey, guess what, bud? What? Saturday is the under 10 girls year-end intra-squad basketball game. And Indigo plays basketball. And they had to tap a few parents to coach because it's going to be like four-on-four cross-court intra-squad game. So your boy's going to coach. Coach Torrance coming on the court. So here's, this is, I have three things that I plan to do just based on like kind of picking up coaching tips by osmosis. The first is I'm going to bench the star player to send a message. Oh, here it is. That's Show it. them who's conducting things don't, in the word of my Fresh your, West. Don't play your kid. That's the other one. Well, that, I thought that was obvious. Yeah. The second thing I'm going to do is throw a chair across the court like Bobby Knight. Oh, my God. Because if you do, you got to get in their heads. <laughs> it's going to be like that uh, the Will Ferrell movie when he coaches the kids soccer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny because Carol was real quick to say, you should do it. And I think in her mind, that's what she pictured it like. Like daddy's like, Come home. on. Come on, girls. Get in the triangle. I said triangle. And yeah, Statue like, of Liberty on three. Let's go. <laughs> And the third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to have a Hall's mentholiptus in my mouth the entire time, like oh, Nick Nolte no. from Blue Chips. <laughs> that guy. Oh Just from yelling, and like my voice is so well, hoarse. And he's doing it so because he because he, he can't hack darts on the yeah. sides. <laughs> yeah. So he's sucking Hall's. I can't do this anymore <laughs> on the court. Give me another lozenge. But I'm going to tell you something. The look on Indy's face. When I was like, I'll do that. Guess what? The coach emailed back and said, you're in. I will never forget it as long as I live. So proud. Good times. That her old man was going to show up for her on the sidelines. That's great. No, like, what do I wear? I've done assistant coaching, you know, with... uh, In soccer? In soccer with Tony, the godfather of the kids. So that's, you know... It's fun. It's just about um, only about motivation. That's all that's a, that's about. Okay. And positive. So this is me it. going to the Taggart School of, of Coaching because I've never done it before. I guess I ran yeah, a couple just, soccer drills back in the day. But what? Yeah, what's you your strategy? First, you start out with just like take some, you know, taking some shots. That's always fun. So get them into a line so they can start practicing with the goalie. And then maybe, you know, depending on their skill level, getting them to pass the ball back and forth in yep. pairs just to keep that going. And then once the game starts, it's just keeping everybody positive and, and making sure you, the turnaround is solid. Like no one's staying in too long and uh, no one's defense the whole game. Like keep forward. You, you make sure everybody tries a new position. And that's Oh, it. that's good. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck in defense the whole at the back the whole time. They all run towards the ball anyway. But, uh, yeah, just mixing it up on all levels. Make sure the goalie goes ha- like is halfway each way. Like, so, uh, you know, 
depending on how long the game is, you might want to mix it up halfway. Well, obviously there's no goalie in basketball, but the um, the thing I'm especially uh, fired well, up yeah, about, so, kind of so nervous no, I, about, I is my halftime Mystery Alaska speech, because I only get one take at it. I'm used <laughs> to having a few takes in like, different sizes, close up yeah. and wide shot and stuff. I only get one crack at this fired up halftime speech. So we all have our work to do. Yeah, it's going to be good times, though. That's great. Like, what should I wear? And and snacks is also key. You got to bring some good uh, snacks. Oh, I know. There was always the uh, the bud that showed up with like a Coleman cooler full of popsicles on a hot summer well, night. Well, usually at that soccer you, practice. Usually, usually that goes around the list. Well, every parent has to do it, right? You just have to keep you keep the, uh, the so everybody's you know you're passing the hat around basically because well, you got to go to you got to go get twenty of those. Freshy squirter bags, you know, the drinks, the cool yeah, things. Or a sixth of an orange. <laughs> yeah. And you want a sixth of an orange? No, yeah, they like the oranges, but they also like to have uh, like straight up snacks. I don't know if it's, so it's just since the Kova vibe. But I feel like we used to like share Gatorade bottles and. Uh, I remember friends as a kid saying, hey, can I, can oh, I, can I have a zip of your Pepsi? Yeah, that's right now, especially with COVID. You can't really can't be doing give that. anything out. You yeah. can't even do that. So, yeah, forget it. You just uh, coach away. Everybody's uh, going to have a great night. So if I wear an Day. Adidas track suit, I feel like that's trying too hard, but I don't want to be uh, like wearing jeans well, to, to show wear, that I've never... If you wear an Adidas track suit, everybody's going to be like, come on with this guy. Right. Like, like do I like, buy okay. a whistle? Can I assume they have one for me? Oh, my God. They'll be, gone. <laughs> They'll be like, why don't you just wear a, a hat that says attention? <laughs> <laughs> I actually should do that. I should do that. Attention wanted. Um... I know it's it there's a very there's a sweet spot like I don't want to be shorts in the winter guy but it, it might be mild by then I have to take indoor shoes like it's a whole thing but I, I, I want to nail thing. it <laughs> with the parents like being uh quiet and uh not taught non-talkative is not bad if you're it's keeping it positive but kind of a mute <laughs> That, that's also good. See, I might bring it down to the whisper because I think that's effective anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because like, then you'll have Ashlyn, like seven, what seven do you people. Think? Yeah, they'll, you'll have eight people with you coaching by the end of the game. <laughs> Ashlyn, what do you think is going to happen when you don't get back on D? Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? I mean, if you're talking to parents. No, I'm talking to the kid. Oh, no, I know, good... but also, if parents get in there and they got, like, the two cents. <laughs> well, fortunately, they're not allowed. You oh, do have man. to kind of beware of the, pa- the parent who's trying to get in there too far. Because yeah. they typically have an ulterior motive. I don't in this well, case. Th- and that's the age difference. Like, once they get to 12, 13, even 11... Like Jack, when he was playing soccer, like the indoor high-level soccer, the parents, you already see the crazy parents that are yelling and screaming yeah. and questioning every call. It's like, wow, that that really, I don't, I don't miss that at all. 
What do you think of that mic'd up ref? Oh yeah, yeah, because that's something. Yeah, yeah, getting called out because he was talking about a makeup call from something that was a mistake from earlier, which is kind of like an untold thing that goes on that everyone knows about it in hockey, but now that you're caught, the NHL is like, oh, you're never, you're done. Like that's, it's kind of like blaming one guy for the whole situation, which is pretty sad. If it's going on, and I'm sure it is going on, but uh, to make an example of him like he was the one who invented it and is the only one doing it is pretty sad. So it is the, It is an unspoken thing. People know this. Definitely. But it's just not spoken. Sure. The, the yeah. bigger issue is why would he speak it knowing he's wearing a mic? I don't know. He probably wasn't thinking like the camera forgot the camera was on. You know, when the TV show starts getting good, the reality, like, just just forget the camera. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly, they're not thinking about the cameras anymore. Well, here's the other thing. this The <laughs> linesman or whoever he was talking to wasn't like, what? That's simply not done. He was like, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there was, yeah. You can't make this guy, like, some plan that he brought into the NHL. No way. I mean, come on. You imagine all the stuff that's getting hammered down from Batman to these guys. Even like during uh, uh, playoff games. Batman wants a penalty and if we don't do it, we're done. You think he's that? His fingers are that far in that pie? You know, the the same concept of how they talk about growing the game in America, which is there's a lot of great hockey cities in America. But to keep talking about growing it down there more when there's clearly a need for it up here but and, and it thrives more in Canada. Like there should be a couple more teams up here than before Kansas City. Like that's ridiculous. I, th- I mean, I thought, ri- I thought Vegas was kind of like a bad idea at first. But then if you think about the amount of Canadians that go down there and actually live there too it makes sense that it's been a home run in terms of fans coming but i mean atlanta with the thrashers was a disaster and as soon as it went back they went to winnipeg it was overnight success the downtown core thrived every city that has a hockey game uh, happening on the reg in the winter time winter time makes a huge difference difference for business and the economy in those places. So there should be Quebec City team. There should be a team in Saskatchewan. I wouldn't know where necessarily. There could be anywhere. Regina or Saskatoon. Probably North Battleford. That's have, the obvious yeah, you place. Could, you could have a, a, uh, an Alberta, you know, another fire, another Alberta team for kick somewhere. No way. Another, another Toronto team. Whatever. I'm well, just do you saying, think no a Hamilton team would them, work? No matter what's that? Do you think a Hamilton team would work? I think a Markham team, like a team in the north of, of Toronto, would work. That would, you know, definitely no no different than a New York situation where you have so many sports teams that are so close together. They love having a a, a reason to switch and root for in, like the Mets in New York. You know, it's. When a city becomes big enough, 
and uh, the, the, it, the, it thrives, then it makes perfect sense, but whatever. The, 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 the point is, uh, Gary Bettman has had an iron-clad grip on the league for decades now, and the owners love the fact that he just keeps getting money happening. So, I don't know how long he has. But uh, that's kind of how they work. They, they go for as much cash as, that they can get. And uh, he's definitely more for growing it in, in America than Canada. That's, that's obvious. That's where the big money is. Yeah. I wonder if all things considered, I think this about jobs like the premier of a province or the prime minister of Canada or uh, the chairman of the NHL. I wonder if all things considered, given what a headache it is and given how half the people don't think you're doing a good job, that's the best case scenario. I wonder if at the end of the day, it's still worth it. To do that gig? Yeah. Well, they're making so much money that he, <clears throat> wasn't he a lawyer to begin with? Batman, I think so. Look, yeah, they're just looking for a bigger deal, more, more cash, and it's no different than the commissioner in baseball and and football and golf. The baseball, the new commissioner is a nutcase. That guy really has made a mess of things. So I don't know. Baseball is a whole other thing. Let's uh, let's uh, move on from that. I'll tell you what. That gets me going right now. What? It's 18 degrees. My dock's floating free. Bye. There it is. Yeah. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. We're going down to the, the uh, last couple months at this house. Crazy. Yeah. How goes the search? It's getting better. There's more houses on the market. That's for sure. So instead of like one that we really like, um, there's a couple. But, you know, that being said, I've bid on two houses in the last three days and lost them both. (laughs) (laughs) I've bid on probably 10 now. So you just don't even get invested in the outcome. You just kind of throw offers in. You rip through the E signing like it's just not in yeah. 30 seconds, right? Just bop, bop, bop. <laughs> yeah. I saw an but, article um, in the Toronto Star that said 77% is how much second homes have gone up in value in Canada. I think they're referring to Muskoka specifically. Yeah, cottages are, cottages are just insane. Like they've gone, one sold for... Like you know, they're selling for four, five hundred, six hundred thousand over asking, just because people want to. They don't want to spend another summer in the city if they have cash, and if they're willing to spend two million dollars on a tiny little condo on Lake Joe, that's what they're gonna do. Gross. But I mean, now now you go up there in the summertime, and I have good friends that that have lived there for for decades, and it's just a gong show now it's so packed in port carling and in bala that's just a, it's ram jammed in, in on the weekends I, I don't know uh that to me isn't really fun like standing in in a, a lineup at the grocery store for 20 minutes or outside of the liquor store or whatever else it's just 
you can't get ice cream for the kids because it just goes down the street. Like, what the hell fun is that? <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get away from the city and you're just going to lineups everywhere. What's the point? And uh, what's his name from Dragon's Den is honking on the horn for you to yeah. move oh, your car yeah. so he can park? Or, yeah, exactly. Or just crashing through your boat and not saying anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Whoa. come on. Whoa. Well. That was, I just... don't even know whatever <laughs> happened with that. Well, I think it's still to be determined, but huh. anyway, that I, that whole area, it's interesting how people, once it starts getting nuts, people like being around as many people as possible. That, that to me, is, like I'll, I'll, I would just keep ripping, go up to the Kawarthas or head anywhere, keep going, there's plenty of lakes and they get quieter and quieter the further you drive away i know but if it's going to take six <laughs> hours to get there after work friday no, you night you're actually, not going for the weekend no the kawarthas are closer from toronto it's just people want to be up there around those like fancy folks they want to see kevin o'leary walking down with a guitar on his back big shiny head have you seen that have I seen him? Have you seen Kevin O'Leary with a guitar on his back? No, but I've seen him like walking around. Have you? Berlin, Berlin Bite on his Sagaret boat. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. His Rothman's king size sure. boat? What? His rat, his Sagaret boat? Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, uh, Coots, Duncan Coots from Our Lady Peace. His his parents had a place up there for since the fifties, I think. Wow! And, uh, so we actually wrote "Clumsy" the whole album up in that cottage, or like you know, wrote it and then went there to perfect the album, like just play it over and over and make sure everything was working. But I mean, uh, yeah. So we we would go back up and just to 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 Coots's place and it was always a, a a great time and then I would go again in the summers with like in the in the early 2000s a lot and then there would be a lot of events up there so it's a yeah it's a good place it's a good time but then it's it's also uh, it's kind of like Wasega Beach, the same idea. Like if they want to see a party of people and go and see a swarm, and I guess that's kind of fun when you're 21, 22. That's why it's still banging. But like I said, you throw that in there and you got like, was that the guy from Simple Plan? What is um, what is Wasega <laughs> right? Beach? What is its virtue? It's the closest to the city? Is no, that I why mean, you would go what? there? No, because Wasega Beach is further, a little further than uh, Muskoka, so it's more the vibes, like the the way they have the boardwalk there and the the car, the driving, they have that strip that goes way down the beach. It's more the the layout is why Wasega Beach is so classic. Right. It just goes forever. It's the um, badoodle it, weird it, badoodle it, weird it, badoodle it, weird it, badoodle it, the water, the water's shallow forever too, so it's just a <sighs> good place to party. Oh I remember going gosh. to Wasaga Beach. I got pictures of there there when I was like four years old, renting one of those. You went to party for the weekend. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, me, Jet, Elliot, James, all went to this top. You know the cement covers of, of uh, manholes or whatever. Yeah. We we lifted it up, and it's and uh, me being a young kid, it dropped on my fingers. And I like got splits fingers. Jeez, you don't remember that? I remember it. Yes, Whoa. like yesterday. The the uh, the feeling of the ah, what just happened? This is insanity. That's some pain. Yeah, that's bananas. You know, like when you're when you're a kid and you do s- stuff that really hurts. I remember one time sliding down a a wood plank on like uh, like a seven foot plank, and it was a wide. You know, not a plank. I guess it was more of a sheet of of wood, and I slid down it. And at the bottom of it, like a plinko board, there was a nail, and it went right between my toes. <laughs> yeah, and I remember doing it like it happened now, and it went right, right in between my toe, big toe and, <laughs> and second toe, and it was all yellow right away from the rest of the nail. And I went running home. And Nothing bad happened, but it was awful and so gross. A good gash. Um, Yikes. I remember, if we're talking uh, gashes, I remember <laughs> Kids gashes sliding white. down <laughs> the ditch of my neighbors, Travis and Tracy, and they had one of those, like, I don't even know what it's Ooh. designed to mark in the, in the ground, like... Uh, yeah. Uh, property line or where the yeah. well is or one of those sliced my knee the side of my knee i still have a scar oh and then insane. dissolve to as opposed to cut to because we want to suggest the passage of time uh i'm uh whatever i am a teenager working at the lobster feast in uh halifax which i've talked about before on a converted at dartmouth ferry boat it was an all-you-can-eat lobster restaurant and I was a prep cook for the salad bar, and I was opening a big can of ketchup or stewed tomatoes or one of those things. And you know, sometimes when you're using a dull can opener and it goes all the way around, but there's still a couple spots where it didn't quite cut through. So I was yeah. using my thumbs to push down on the lid. Oh, all of a sudden no. it gave way. So my thumb went right yeah. through and I went to pull it out. Slice! Yeah! No! <laughs> Double Ouch. banger. That was a full-on two-timer. Sliced my thumb open like... And, like and diced it. Sliced it and diced it. And also that summer, I diced my knuckle with a knife cutting celery for the salad bar. What a <laughs> garbagey old hey, salad bar. You know what, I, what really hurts, and I've done so many times, I got scars everywhere on my hands, is... You know, hitting the drum with your finger in between the stick. And the a rim shot, man. Like Ouch. that is a whole another level of pain because it's right on the knuckle. And there's no and fat like, there. You like black out. It's almost like, you, you know, you're in a torture chamber and they would do something like that. That's pain. That's pain. And toothaches is pain. I've never had a real good toothache, but that's... That's got to be up there. That's way up there. I've had real bad toothaches, and it just shuts down your whole ability to make good decisions. I was playing with um, 
the uh, their Canadian buds in LA who played street hockey on Sundays and uh, Hugh Dillon came out. Remember, he was pretty intense. Um, yeah. I was <laughs> on a breakaway. And shoving. Yeah, he was like firing <laughs> slap shots and stuff, like pretty close to the net. Um, so <laughs> I was on a breakaway and someone threw their stick and it went between my legs as I was running. No way. So I sailed through that? the air and landed on my you? arm. I, I don't want to start a rumor on, that it was Hugh. Hugh's in sure Yellowstone. He plays the sheriff in Yellowstone. I was so happy to see him there. Nobody. There's no way anyone else would do that. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't think it was Hugh. And let's say, let's say it was even an accident, and and they didn't mean to do it on purpose. Whoever this person was, can't remember, and it doesn't matter. But come on, that had to be like he probably did that on the reg to get guys out in hockey. Like that was probably his like second that was the move. move. Yes. Dart in yeah. one hand and chucking a stick between my legs and the other. <laughs> Laughing, like thinking it was funny if you fall. Like, oops. Well, so here's what happened. I sailed through the air and landed on my wrist. I broke my wrist. And this oh, was like Mike. was like a Tuesday, and I was going back to Canada on Saturday. And I had just been in a walk-in clinic uh, like a couple of weeks before for the flu, and it was like 1200 bucks. <laughs> It was like really good care, but I was paying cash for medical attention. So I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm all right. I guarantee when he threw that stick, he saw how bad it was and somehow positioned himself way out of view. So you thought, there's no way it could have been him. As I was lying motionless on the asphalt, he was backing lying. away. He- He's thinking this just went from a gag, a tough guy gag, to lawsuit. How do I? He's over by his car going. (laughs) (laughs) You just hear a Chevelle, a Chevelle pulling out of the parking lot. No, I thought he'd play it more subdued. Like he'd be like sitting, drinking the geese on the bench. Like I wasn't in the play. Or, or he's like, he goes on the offense. Guys, who did this? Oh, yeah, for who did sure. that? We have to find out who did this. <laughs> Super not so cool, what, did guys. You, did, did you have to wait to get back to, like, Canadian healthcare to deal with this instead of spending 10 grand? Yes. Yeah. Because right. a cast is 12 grand. Yes. And so it happened on Tuesday, and by Thursday I was like, you know what, I think it's broken. And I was like, well, I might as well ride it out, because I'll be home in 18 hours. <laughs> Holy shit. So by the time I got home, it was black. Like, my entire arm was black, and I needed an operation, like an emergency surgery, and they put hardware in my wrist. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> Cue the headstones, jams. <laughs> I like that you're really going to the map for this. It had to be Hugh thing, because that's how rumors get started. And here's what I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not well, gonna say if, it wasn't. Listen, but I'm if, pretty if, sure it wasn't. If, if, as if much as Dave I want it to be, too. If if Dave Bedini was playing with you that day, maybe I would say it was him or Gar- or uh, Jim Cuddy. Those are the only two people wow. I would think maybe would do a move like that. What a terrible <laughs> list to be on. <laughs> oh, apparently those guys, you don't want to be playing against them in fun hockey. Because it's really? way too serious for them. 
Oh, yeah. I've only played on the same team as Jim, Cuddy, but if you talk to, like, the truest guys, they say he's, he's rough. <laughs> and Dave Bedini, I've seen guys, like, come out online, like, Dude, you were a fucking asshole. No. We played together like, why? what's your problem? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what? We'll you have to can't... ask Ed. Ed will know. Ed wouldn't for dish, sure. though, man. Ed, Ed would find a way to say <laughs> No, you know, you ask, you, you ask Tyler, because I think Tyler's played with him a bunch. Really? <laughs> Tyler and... Another pod who listens to the pod on the reg. Yeah, man. You think he'd, he'd tell us? He'd give us the skinny? I already know enough. I've heard enough that Dave Bedini is like a real tough guy out there. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him fire a couple of apologies out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I, don't, I, can't, I can't say that they were hockey related. Like, dude, it's six o'clock. <laughs> I'm playing a band. Why are you coming at me like that? It's the Juno Cup. Just like raising life for like bones. a nice thing. <laughs> taking, taking, freaking, taking the guy from broken social scene against the boards. <laughs> Cross check. <laughs> Why did you why did you board Carol Baker? What's wrong with you? Why did you have to take Kathleen Edwards out from behind? Who would be this is a this is a, a, a an opinion question born out of nothing but without thinking about it too much which members of the Canadian music scene would be most apt to play goalie in the Juno Cup Well I th- I think Dave plays goalie now maybe Does he? I don't know if that probably takes a lot of heat off him which I would put him in that um, right away, <laughs> guarantee. Unless, unless I'm playing with him, then I don't care. <laughs> it's like when you're playing pickup basketball and someone's calling fouls. But honestly, no, but honestly, I put Tim Oxford in that because he used to play like high-level hockey as a goalie. He so, did? Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like how Real high level? Though, well, as high as you can at, for his age. And he was good. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like, he was playing, like, uh, he had so much going on. He'd get up at, like, 5 in the morning to go to school because he went to school in Markham from Newmarket because he went to the art school, like, learning music. The hockey well and art school. Else. But he would get up so early to go to that school, but then also be playing hockey and practices and all that stuff. Busy life when he was a kid. <clears throat> Man, that's crazy that he he excelled in two arenas. Not unlike you with the baseball and the drumming. Yeah, rep hockey. But uh, I think he was he was uh, just realizing he had to drop something, and hockey had to be it. Similar time when I stopped playing uh, baseball, seventeen, sixteen. Choice time. Oh, choice time. Like the uh, what am I doing here? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what am I doing here? Um, I want to get to uh, the game that we're going to play because I'm really excited about it. 
But I wanted to say, uh, we talked last week about um, the tweet going bananas. Yeah. About the, the tying of the skates. The gates. It, yeah, that was crazy. It went nuts. Like, it, it traveled so far and wide, and people really liked the sentiment of it. But I yeah. saw a comment from a guy that said, I've seen this so many places. At this point, I almost just wish people had left him alone. <laughs> Which really struck me funny. There you go. Um, all right, so we're going to play a variation on the beloved Canadian classic Talk About. Yeah. But we're, it's kind of reverse Talk About. So you're going to talk for 30 seconds about a certain Canadian celebrity entity. Could be a band, could be an actor, could be whatever. But you can't say their name or the name of a thing. Like you couldn't say clumsy if you were talking about rain. Right? So you can't you can't say the album name or the name of the shows they were on. You have to you have to find a way to explain the person. But why not? Doesn't doesn't that make it too hard to not do that? I don't know. Let's try. Okay, so I can't I can't say say if it's uh a person. I, can I name people that they know? Like if it's me, you couldn't say uh buddy from Street Sense and then he did Jono Vision and Trailer Park Boys. Like you, that makes it too easy. <laughs> I can't say that. No. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Let's give you have it a to shot. Say, like, it sounds remember, hard, though. This person was on a, um, it's like a consumer affairs show for teenagers, and then they had uh, their own talk show in the afternoons, like that thing. Okay. All right. So keep it vague, basically. Yes. All right. So do you want, want me, me to put 30 seconds on the clock? Well, I have a countdown right here with oh, sounds okay, great. and everything. So to yeah. recap, you're going to describe this person or thing or entity without using any kind of proper names. And at the end of the 30 seconds, I have to see if I can guess who you were talking about. Okay. Right? Gotcha. You go first. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, okay, wait a second. And they're, are, they're Canadian, right? Yes. Okay. So if you say a proper okay. name, I get a point automatically. Yes, for sure. Well, you have, if you guess who I'm talking about, you win. Yes. And but if, it, I, if you don't guess... But also, if you I say win. Danger Bay, then I get a point automatically. Okay, so those, those are extra points? Yeah, extra <laughs> points. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start the clock now. Go. He he was on TV. Everybody saw him a lot. Uh, he has blonde hair. Uh, <laughs> he uh, introduced videos. Steve he, Anthony. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> is that is that it? Good one. So yeah. You got it. <laughs> Did that, I get the red cowboy boots? That was great. That was excellent. Um, okay, good for you. <laughs> Let me take the clock back. That was really good. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yes. I'm going to set the clock up. Tell me when you're ready and I'll start the clock. Okay. In three, two, go. This person, uh, television personality, male had a talk show in Canada, but was maybe most famous for starring as a dad on a sitcom in America, 
and wrote many sitcom themes with Alan his... Alan Dick! Yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's great. See, we don't even need 30 seconds. The countdown clock gives it lots of good suspense, though. <laughs> yeah, because you know if, it's gonna, if you're going to hear it, you're going you're to definitely hear it go off. Steve Anthony, that was a great one. <laughs> so maybe the, the clock is about how fast you can get it, as if we were a team. Well, I, or it's like it depends, like if, if uh, yeah, if how fast you can get it. If, okay. Like, uh, if I had it, like, I don't know, I had, I think it, there was nine seconds remaining when I first did the, the one I, that I was saying to you, and I think there was 11 seconds remaining, so if you want to say you, you won that one. Okay, so now we'll go to round two. <clears throat> yeah. So it's one nothing for me, okay. Should I go yeah. first this time? Uh, no, let's keep it the same. Okay. So I'm going to do somebody now. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, this guy's not the tallest guy. Uh, Michael J. Fox. He, uh, <laughs> no way. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 24 seconds left. Okay, <laughs> six, six seconds. seconds. Here's what I'm going to do because <clears throat> I'm a bud. I'm going to try to help you get this in... Less than six seconds. And I think you will. You ready? For this one? Yeah. Here, let me get the clock going here. Okay. Okay, you ready? Three, two. This woman was discovered at a BC Lions game. Pamela Anderson. Yes! (laughs) 27 seconds. Wow. Okay, so it's tied 1-1. One, one. This reverse talk about is pretty cool. Reverse talk about. I feel like if we were on the same team and we had to take turns doing this, we'd be pretty good at it, but it's it's hard to make it a competition. Like um, rock and roll Jeopardy. I'm I'm like I'm, I'm like Ken Jennings with the rock and roll Jeopardy. I bet you add to BNL. Oh, actually, Tyler, all those guys. Okay. The Canadian trivia? So Mike, yeah. Well, Canadian, mu- or, or no, music period trivia. Okay. Okay. Uh, am I doing the next one here? Yes. Okay, ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, she's from the East Coast. Anne Marie. She likes. Come on! No way! That was really 27 seconds again. No. You. Wow. I'm like, come on. Wow. I was just gonna say she likes golf, and then you would have been like, I've done. I would have crushed it. Did you see that footage of her ripping? Pulling a tee shot into the crowd. No. And then and then hitting another one. And everyone's like, okay, come on, tell her to stop. <laughs> Where was it? It's some like celebrity pro am <clears throat> from the eighties and like had to be the eighties. <laughs> that is <laughs> that's my biggest nightmare. Oh, there's people lined up on both sides like a shoot. And she rips one into the lip. Some lady goes down. 
and then <laughs> sees it up and hits the same lady like again, I think. And that's why they're like, tell her to stop! <laughs> like consistent. It's gotta give her that. Um, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't, There. what's the point in even like, you know, putting... I wouldn't want to even do that, to put yourself into that kind of a risk. It's not about flushing it. It's about what's the problem. These people are just hanging out here. Nobody needs to die just yeah. watching golf. Like, come on. Not worth it. <clears throat> no way. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little deeper this time. That was, that was crazy. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go a little deeper this time because this person I don't think would be as uh, immediately gettable. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's 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 working too. Sure. Okay. I mean, obviously, geez. This is harder. You ready? Yes. Count me down. I'll give you the effects. Okay. Three, two, one. This 49-year-old <laughs> from Nepean, Ontario was the first Asian-Canadian woman to host a prominent American sketch series. She has oh. a recurring role on a hospital-based series, a long-running one in the States. Is it Sandra O? Oh yes! Or? Yeah. Well done! I, I knew it earlier, but I didn't want to make. I wanted to make sure it was Sa Sandra O. Oh, I didn't want to get the wrong name. Yeah, you crushed it. And that one, that was like right there. Actually, like two seconds left. Whoa, really? Yeah. Well, I guess when I started legit. with like their birthday is November third. That's <laughs> that would be pretty and amazing had, if you were like, oh, Sandra. Uh, oh. And I, I, I had no idea she was from Nepean. From Nepean? Okay. Yeah. Nepean, Ontario. Yeah. Not to be confused with Napanee, Ontario. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we got... I'm going to do one right now? Yep. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> uh, okay. He was on a, a famous American sitcom. Ma Matthew Perry. Damn it. Really? <laughs> I was going to say, but probably uh, uh, not as known for his Alanis video. Oh, so... It, the, the Alanis video? Who was in the Alanis video? Isn't Matthew Perry in the video, or is it the other guy from Friends that's in the, in the Alanis video? Wait! I don't know which guy it is, but I demand to know immediately. It's the other guy, I think. Who? It's the other guy, the good-looking guy. Is that who? What's the guy's name? Joey. Wait, <laughs> is it Joey in the Alanis video. Okay, Friends cast member Alanis video. The friend star who appeared in Bob Seger. Uh, Classic cameos. Um, I'm thinking Matthew Perry was in that video. That's better. Who is? Well, yeah, it's it's. Uh, 
It's Joey, whatever that guy's name Are is. Are you sure? I, yeah, man. Unless I'm like nuts, I'm telling you. Unless it's you're like, tripping. <clears throat> it was in her pop days. Uh, you got it yet? No. <laughs> Has it been scrubbed oh, from the internet? Whoa! Matt LeBlanc hey, once it, appeared yeah. in one of Morissette's music videos. Yeah. What? Crank it up. When when he was before on he was Friends, Friends or before? Yeah, before, way before. Walk Away, 1991, what? Yeah, that's her pop days. The hot to hold and all that stuff. Come on. Too hot, too hot to hold. <gasps> there they Never are. Too Never too old. You gotta go for gold. <laughs> I was too hot, never too old. That was a big banger up in Canada. We take your best shot, too hot to hold. Wow, I, I did not know that in the video for Walk Away. Huh. They're babies. They're just little babies. That's it, yeah. Crazy. So you would, that would have, I should have said that first. But then you would have been like, who's that? And I'm like, wait, Matthew Perry wasn't in that video, so that really doesn't help me. Crazy. <laughs> um, okay, you ready? Well, I, I kind of love Canadians in uh, uh, music video cameos as a category. Oh, is there any more? Sure. There's got to be lots. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Um, okay, you ready? Count me down. Is. To what, another one? Okay. Yeah. Okay, three, two, here we go. This blue-eyed Canadian heartthrob was... Jason Priestley? Yes! Yeah! Was in the video for a vision-impaired crooner who was one member of a four-member supergroup. Roy Orbison. Yes, a song that and another famous Canadian French chanteuse covered. That was produced by Jeff Lynne. What's the song called? I Drove All Night. And who was Jason Priestley's co-star in the video? Jennifer Connelly. Yes! That's a, is that like a five banger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Connelly was his love interest. And yeah. it, it was dead erotic. It was rivaled only by Wicked Game for eroticism in a music video at the time. That's right, yeah. And, uh... And the craziest part is like it's the uh, Roy Orbison who who had to wear glasses to the point could barely see his vision was so poor. He's driving. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's not driving in the video. No, he's not. <laughs> yes, he is. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Orbsy. <laughs> He drove all night. I don't know where I went. It was only 200 yards. I was trying to get to you. Um, Thank God I was in Salt Lake City and I drove all night in the desert and didn't hit anything. I'm going to tell you, uh, which version of that song do you like better? The, uh, what, the Katie Lang one? No. Celine no, Dion. That's crying. That's crying. She did. I, I'm going to go with... The Roy Orbison version. Same. Because the, Celine Dion's is like a dance version. It's yes. It's kind of like what you would hear when you're in a dental chair. 
there must be a term for, um, you know, remember Snow telling me that the best songs are like nursery rhymes? That was kind of his approach yeah. to songwriting because they catch in your head. I feel like sure. certain songs you can picture the vinyl spinning around on the um, on the record player, and I think that's yeah. a good quality for songs like uh, Monday. I don't know a thing. Tuesday, a like I can picture the record on the turntable for that. Like pop, pop, really poppy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like I think like so. The, the idea of a single being a 45, just you know, yeah. And At there's the there's something shop. sort of circular and repetitive about the the rhythm or something. But then there's another yeah. category of song that I picture riding on a horse and galloping as fast as I can because it has kind of a jung jugga jung jugga jung jugga jung. And Roy okay. Orbison's version of I Drove All Night has that kind of gunga da dunga da dung. And it's probably what makes yeah. a good driving song too. Like it just has a giddy up quality. For sure. It's got that giddy up action. Like what it, what is that called? That kind of chugging. Well it's kinda like Well that's rawhide, obviously. It's it's rhythmic and it's just like consistent it's kinda like a gallop, a gallopy kind of feel. That's what that is. Like a come on, let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There's it's like an impatience. Yeah. I love that. It gets me fired up. Gets you going. Yeah. Well, a lot of the, a lot of that uh, Phil Spector stuff had that going, like a, a, a train engine. It just has like a, a real nice uh, motion to it. And yeah, like you said, it's 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 not. It doesn't go. You know, it's not too busy. It's. That's the thing about I drove all night. The Orbison version, it, it's not prominent. It's just kind of present. Yeah. Well, would you say, uh, well, like the uh, the boys in the bright white sports car is another classic jig, 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 That is a jig, jig, jig. <laughs> jig, 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 yeah. jig, jig. Okay, keep going. And this disc, is fun. Disco. Disco was built on that vibes. I guess it was. Yeah. That constant pushing four on the floor. Because that boom, boom, the one, two, one, two, one is always there. There's some Paul Simon jams with that. Name one. Kodachrome. Kodachrome. Oh, yeah, the best. What is the best Paul Simon jam? That's up there because it's with Muscle Shoals. Kodachrome? The Swampers, those incredible musicians. I mean, that that uh, group of musicians in that studio at Muscle Shoals is a classic. It's a documentary called Muscle Shoals, Shoals, I think, but it just talks about the music and the artists. And yeah, literally, he went in there going, what? what the hell is this place? Stuff hanging on the walls looks like crap. And then they started playing. He's like, oh, I get it now. Holy moly. This thing is ready to go after two takes. Let's go. Jung, jugga, jung, jugga, jung, jugga, jung. We got the, was it the Nikon deal, right? The Kodak, Kodachrome. That was a commercial, that song. He made it for that, and that just was such a jam 
and a great song period that uh it was a hit but i, I think uh i, don't, I think uh, uh the uk banned it because they wouldn't allow um advertisement as in the same regard as as singles and songs no way yeah so paul simon so was hired by kodak yeah to write kodak. a jingle kodak uh linda eastman as in paul mccartney's wife linda uh, her father was eastman kodak and that's uh like huge you know billionaire she was a great photographer linda eastman that's how she met paul mccartney but uh kodak was it for the, you know how massive they were yeah they got blowed up by digital processing i didn't I know that they sold they sold all the patents to other companies too like they played themselves out of the game thinking that film was all they needed <clears throat> and then everyone bunny Which hopped is, over them yeah, unreal. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I, I, I shouldn't say I didn't know that. I didn't know much of that. Mm. Um, I knew that she was a photographer, and I knew that's how they met. I guess I'd forgotten the Eastman part, but I didn't know yeah. that um, Paul Simon was well, hired to write for Kodak. Paul was, Paul was like, oh, big. I can imagine the first time we went to her place for Christmas or something. Who would think the the Beatles guy is getting blown away by the hat, the pad? <laughs> it's like um, Tom Brady being the second highest income earner in his house. Because Giselle yeah, well, has some line of like flip flops. Really? And she makes way more money every year. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Crazy. Hey, do more. People... Let's do more talk okay. about this. Is really fun. Okay, whose turn is it? Um, I'm going to say yours. Like I'm doing one? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go... I have to make this one a little different just to try and see how long I can push it. Yep. Okay. Uh... <laughs> the trick is to try to do one about something you don't know much about. I know. That's the point. Yeah. I'm going to... Okay. Here we go. This mask was a, a legendary game show host. Trebek. That's on a, on a sh any. Uh, I didn't really know he was Canadian growing up. He. Uh, I'm thinking it might have wore a toupee. A Monty Hall. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. I love how the toupee it was the only way got me into the game. Wow. The only door I could think of. Wait. Let's make a deal. Okay. <laughs> Monty Hall. You, uh, you going to do one? Yeah, I have a no good one? one. I just want to make oh. sure I'm, I have some facts here ready to go. <laughs> okay, ready? <clears throat> Five seconds. Hey, you're not supposed to be looking up facts. You're supposed to be going from your brain. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's part of the fun. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. Okay. 
Three, two, one. This person is an athlete. Um, she Ben Johnson is the fourth child and only daughter in her family. Silk and Lauman. Um, this person competed in a winter Haley Wickenhauser gathering of uh, athletes from all over the world that was held in Canada. Nancy Campbell. This person won uh, something to hang around her neck. Um, not the. Uh, I lost. Oh, I'm out. Elizabeth Manley, bud. Oh. I don't know I if I could have been any more vague. I was. I couldn't get hockey players out, and I was trying to, to go other athletes. Yeah. It's a good one, bud. That was a good one because it was tough. Was Maybe, tough. I'm going to try and do one like that. Okay, give me a super like toughie. A real, a super toughie. Oh, I have a good one for you to end on. Okay. Okay. Okay, three, two, one. Uh, this guy is a legendary sports broadcaster. Bob McKenzie. He uh, has... Uh, been known to, to rock a stash, but also not. Rod Black. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Like, he he had the stash to the point where people are like, I don't ever want to see him without the stash. But then he's like, no, actually, I'm going to go without the stash, and it's actually fine again. You don't care. I know. But if he brought it back, it would be like, whoa! So he's got it in his back pocket if he really wants to take it up or not. I know, because when he grows it back, people will be like, oh, there he is. It's kind of a no-lose. And he's a bod. Like, he's awesome. He's such a sweet dude and fun. And, uh, yeah, great hang. Yes. Okay, okay you're going to do yours now? Yes. Oh, okay, this is, holy Three. cow, this is the last one. Three, two, one. This 50-year-old Canadian athlete was born on May 12th in 1970. Grew up Mark Messier. in Sarnia, Ontario. Spouse is Brescia. Mike Two- Weir? Yeah, yes! Yeah! Nice! I was, again, I was thinking hockey players, but as soon as he said where he was. Nice. He, he's actually from Bright's Grove, isn't he? Yeah, Bright's Grove. Sarnia was kind of a, a dangling carrot. It was sort of a red yeah, herring. That's I, the phrase I'm looking for. I've met Brescia a bunch, so yeah, that's what got it, gave it away. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So you've met Mike Weir as well? Yeah, for sure. Tons. He spent 110 weeks at, in the top 10. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I was at Riviera when he won for the second time. At uh, in L.A. for the at that you know the, the Nissan Open or at the time or whatever it's like they change the name of it every time it's there but it's a Northern Trust now and uh, it was crazy because I was with Lairdo, Tim Palmer <laughs> and Al Palmer they just came down for like the weekend to hang out at at uh, when I was living in Manhattan Beach the boss yeah so they came down. And I basically took him around for a gas, and we that we uh, we started out by going to to because it was Sunday or something like that, and yeah, obviously Sunday. And Weirsy was in the in the mix and was playing well, 
so we drove to to Riviera and just walked through the front door and nobody said anything. It was ridiculous. I was all dressed up in jeans and t-shirt, not like not at all you would think to get into a, a country club, but I guess they the way we walked in, nobody said anything. That's but, a thing, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well we we uh we saw Weirzy and Butch as caddy and we're like uh just as he had finished and won and Shijeki Mariama was like in the hunt to win and uh, had Kobe beefsteak lined up, ready to go, because he was, I think, a member at Riviera, so he was going to have a big party, but Weirzy stole it from him to win for the second year in a row. But we ended up going to the dinner and, like, having the steak and just getting right into things. No way! Right, a- right after that, we went and saw uh, Simple Plan at the Palladium. Come on! And, and uh, Billy Talent was opening up. And we were like backstage hanging out with those guys, and Kelly Osborne was there, and Hillary Duff, and like just all these people in this party. And it was, you know, the, the, they went, they went and played, and then we went to this house party afterwards, up in the hills, at like this classic mansion place, and uh, it was like those guys. By the end of that, like it was like we ended ended up getting back to the place but that was you know a day in one day in in los angeles for them but it was a classic day of full of uh good times you're like oh guys it's just that's an average day here (laughs) there's great there's a picture from the golf tournament we can use it for this week it's classic do it it is yeah. it is such a weird town in that way. Like you see Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell at <laughs> yes, Albertsons yeah. getting when you're drunk. all banged up. Yeah, that's it for sure. Hey, no way. <laughs> but Mr. that's a super Belding. turbo Canadianity day. I know, right? Super great. So that's it. That was a good week. Let's talk chat next week, eh, bud? Good job, bud. What?